2: What's winning a Stanley Cup done for the Golden Knights? Have you noticed a change?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the confidence is certainly there. You, you, this team had a lot of guys that do what it took to win a Stanley Cup. They brought them in intentionally for that reason. You look at, like, Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez. They had plenty of cup-winning experience on this roster before, but now they've all done it. This is the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Hi, everybody. Yes, it is. Thank you, Rick Regan, and welcome inside your favorite daytime sports talk show, whether you're watching us live on Game Plus Television, listening live on WQEE Radio, or the replay. Who knows? It's your boy, RP, here in South Florida. Darren Moose DuPont joins us from the NHL's... Bermuda Triangle coming up today. We've got from Sports Talk, Winnipeg, Andrew Hustler Patterson and the president of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Kyle McIntyre. As we talk, uh, Junior A, one of my favorite brands of hockey. Uh, Hey, Moose, let me ask you a question right now. Um, How are things? What's going on? We missed you yesterday. You're out golfing. So how are things?
4: Uh, things are good yeah i missed being on yesterday i was trying to follow as much as we could but uh, it was uh, a big weekend the saskatchewan sports hall of fame had their induction class we know some of the big names ryan getzloff was on this show when the news came out haley wickenheiser was in that induction class <coughs> but a good friend a mentor uh, not only to meet it but uh, telly lauren lasuda went in Longtime, uh, um, real builder and ambassador for amateur sport in our province so uh, that was exciting
2: Good to hear. Well, I'll tell you what, I am very happy today because crisis averted, crisis averted. Uh, Coming home from the Panthers game last night, there was a flash flood warning here in South Florida. I drove through it and uh, this morning I got up and took my Jeep to the, I had to take my Jeep to the mechanic again. Mike, my guy, Mike uh because the check engine light was on and mike goes let me guess did you leave it the roof off it in the in the flash flood last night i said yeah he goes i get that it's a jeep it's not a submarine rod <laughs> cover this thing for god's sakes whether it's sun or rain cover it up if you're not driving he said, can you imagine how the water gets down through the vents right and all that and i'm like yeah i never thought about that so what it was was it says some of the sensors were just wet. So we did a quick little check, and he's like, "Turn it on again." Check engine lights off. He's like, "Cover it." See you later. So I'm, I'm happy, cause like every time I come out of Mike's shop, it's a $500 U.S. touch, but it's good today. All I needed was basically turn it on and off, and maybe get a blow dryer out. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? All uh, right, guys, and let's go. So that's my day. I'm very happy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we're gonna get to the hockey in a moment. We have. This is one of these days where two hours ain't going to be enough. It's a good thing that we're somewhat light on guests, unlike yesterday, because Darren and I have a lot to go through. We're going to open with baseball for the baseball fans. Justin Verlander took a two-hit shutout into the ninth inning, and the Houston Astros created some cushion in the American League playoff chase with a 5-1 win over the skidding Mariners Monday night. The 40-year-old Verlander was on the verge of his first complete game since a 2019 no-hitter against Toronto, but he was pulled after Josh Rojas's leadoff double in the ninth snapped a string of six. 16 straight batters retired. So, if you haven't paid attention to baseball all week, this is the time to do it. The Blue Jays remain in the hunt for the playoffs as we know and they'll host the Yankees and Rays in a six-game home stand starting tonight. The Blue Jays hold the second of three American League Wild Card berths. I'm going to move on into football now. Joe Burrow on Monday Night Football point 2 shook off a lingering calf injury, throwing for 259 yards as the Cincinnati Bengals beat the LA Rams 19- 16 to get their first NFL win after starting the season uh, with two losses, and Jalen Hurts threw for one touchdown and ran for another to help the Philadelphia Eagles remain unbeaten with a 25-11 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hurts improved to 20-1 to over 20 and 1 over his last 21 regular season games. Our poll question today has to do with the National Football League, and we'll get to that in a moment. A couple things, Darren, because I didn't get your take coming out of Week Three on the weekend uh one it's all football all the time i went to the tailor this morning i was wearing a dolphin shirt and the lady was like dolphins fan and i said well no but i'm more a cowboys fan but living here you can't really help and she's oh i get it honey i'm from atlanta it's black and red for me but uh, how about those dolphins so we are talking about that you know, and I watched the Monday night football game when I came home from the Panthers game, driving rain at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. I'm like, am I ever glad I didn't drive over for that? And the Bucs lose for the first time under Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, week three's in the books. Anything quickly stand out to you other than what you know is our poll question? And we're going to get to that right away here.
4: Yeah, last night, mostly I, my attention was spent on the Eagles and the Buccaneers. And 25-11, I think, was the final for the Eagles. They look good. Their defense is good. But I thought Baker and Tampa looked better than the score indicates. Every time they're, they're driving, I thought they moved the ball okay. And then all of a sudden, I would like leave the room for a second, come back. I'm like, how does Philadelphia have the ball? They just didn't finish drives. They never put points on the board. But they did a lot of good things, I thought, in the football game. So I think Baker and the, and the Bucks will bounce back from this. And they pushed Philadelphia a little bit in that game. So uh, it was a good one last night.
2: So it's now only Tuesday, and we're still hearing all about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and I think anybody that follows football noticed it kind of started last week, but Sunday it really hit the fan when Taylor Swift was at the game in Kansas City, and it pretty much broke the Internet. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's just where I am in my life. I'm not that big of – I don't care that Travis – kelsey and taylor swift are dating for a couple of reasons i'm not 12. you know it was a big deal to me when wayne gretzky was dating vicky moss that's the story behind joey moss and how he became the beloved oilers locker room attendant wayne was dating his older sister vicky that was this that was a big deal to me this ain't and the other thing is gossip and relationships got me fired from my last job so I, again I'm just not really that into it, but I do have time for those that find it really interesting. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. This is about the extent of which we're even going to talk about those two on this show, unless it refers to Kelsey scoring touchdowns as a tight end for the Kansas city chiefs. Do you, are you reveling, relishing this story or are you like me kind of over it already?
4: Um, I don't know if I'm over it, but I don't know if I was ever really that into it at the same time. Um, it's kind of fun and cute and, You know, she's a big star and he's a big star and a big personality. So, you know what? It's fun. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot of interest in it to see where this goes. I'm not watching to see. Wait a second. Did their hands touch or not touch? Are they officially a couple? Not really my business.
2: So quite interesting. Uh, I appreciate Jen from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, "Ah, good morning, everyone. I'm already done with the Swift crap already meddling with my sports lol that's what i mean i'd rather talk about the games but this is an interesting question that i saw on the weekend i thought i'm gonna save it for a poll question this week for key auto group with the key auto group by the way most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty guaranteed go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage for eligibility and maintenance requirements the key auto group here to take care of you uh, Clark, I'm going to ask for what they're saying on YouTube. If you can get it ready, the question is: What's a bigger entity, Taylor Swift or the National Football League? When I heard it on the weekend, I immediately, as a lifelong sports guy, thought, "Well, it's the NFL, obviously." But I'm not—I'm not—not a music guy. I used to be a DJ, but I probably was not in the right role as a DJ because I'm not a big music guy. So I voted. For the nfl and i will vote for the nfl on this poll because it's a bigger deal to me but i asked moose before the show to go to social media and add up how many twitter followers and instagram followers she has versus the nfl and else I'll, I'll spoil the surprise she's got three times as many twitter followers the nfl has 30 million she has 90 million and she's got eight times as many Instagram followers. What was it, Darren? The NFL had around 30 million, and she has 220 million Instagram followers. Not only is she bigger, it ain't close.
4: Those numbers surprised me a little bit. Yeah, they're very surprising. But we always get this little reminder that sports, no matter how big the NFL is, sports is still a niche thing. And music... Um, and she's a top artist, right, mainstream, um, transcends everything. It's not niche, right? Um, maybe when she started as just a country singer, it might have been more niche um, in that genre. But she's mainstream. She's everywhere. Sports fans, non-sports fans, they all love her, or at least they're talking about her. So I always get reminded of that, even though I think the NFL feels like it's mainstream and, and not a yeah.
2: niche. I'm not totally sure that's even the proper marks or metrics to go about it, but it's a pretty good way to go about it. So, um, yeah, we're going to move on. I said we got a lot to get to today, so we're going to do that and move into the National Hockey League now. We have a lot of hockey fans that have showed up. Can you just pump the brakes a little bit and let us do the talking? You guys, just do the enjoying. Just sit back and let us entertain you, okay? Point three, placeline Winnipeg. Laurent Bressois made 26 saves, and the Winnipeg Jets' new top line showed a glimpse of what's to come in the team's 5 0 preseason victory over the Edmonton Oilers Monday night. Center Mark Scheifele and right winger Gabriel Velarde set up Kyle Connor for a power play goal late in the first period. Scheifele sent the puck to Velarde at the side of the net, and he used a no look backhand pass across the front to Connor who beat Calvin Pickard with a high shot at fifteen oh six? 6 of course, was part of the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Neil Pionk, David Gustafson, Morgan Barron, and Kyle Kappa-Bianco each recorded third-period goals. Vladislav Nemestikov picked up a pair of assists, one of the best ga- names in the NHL right now, Darren, as far as I'm concerned. Brasois, of course, was signed as a free agent after winning the Stanley Cup with Vegas last season. The Jets iced some of their vets while the order suited up a lot of young guys for instance connor and leon were left at home the pair hasn't yet played in the preseason including sunday's match in edmonton that the jets won two one in a shootout so we're gonna sit here and talk about these games to the extent that we need to or what they matter Hustler Patterson's coming up later on this hour to really get into the Jet stuff and maybe his take on the orders. But I saw somewhere, Darren, that Rick Bonus came out on the weekend. I didn't see the clip, but I heard that he did this. The coach of the Winnipeg Jets said, here's our team. And it was like, pop! Putting a pin in the balloon. Took all the fun out of it. The team's picked, which incidentally, we already knew it was anyways. We've been talking about that for the last two, three years in every sport. Did you see the clip? Because uh, that's what I'm hearing went on in
4: Winnipeg with Bones. I didn't see the clip, but I can just hear him doing that. Yep, here's our team. And just all these position battles or all these guys fighting for roster spots, yeah, that's not happening. Um, you know, but we know these teams you know, are pretty much picked. I think what you're looking at now with guys who have good preseasons or really good camps... They get a chance to maybe see a few more games during the regular season, maybe one spot. Or they're battling for top lines on the on the American League affiliate, right, to get more, more playing time. But um, not a lot of position battles up for grabs anymore.
2: Well, no, and I guess my point is, folks, enjoy the games. Let the coaches coach if you can. And let the GMs GM. Because coronado with a hat trick the other night people are like he's made the team after the first game in the preseason no man they're gonna say what they're gonna say and that's where the part of social media gets really annoying but that's where i just turn it off they already know who's made the team Wakey, wakey. we've been saying it for the last couple of years and, and now you got a coach saying it you can sit there and pick apart these games all you want, but they already know who's going to make the team. Now, speaking of, Jacob Chikrin scored his second goal of the night at 3:48 of overtime Monday night as the Ottawa Senators defeated the Maple Leafs 4-3. I listened to it with Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph, which reminds me, Clark, I got Jim Ralph's number. I want to get him on the show. The 25-year-old Chikrin from Boca Raton, Florida, Jacob Chikrin, was acquired from the Coyotes at the trade deadline last year. Dominic Kubalik and Robbie Jarventi with a goal and an assist each also scored for the Sins. Mads Sogard made 37 saves for Ottawa. For the Leafs, rookie forward Easton Cowan, Mitch Marner, and Joseph Blandese replied for Toronto. I was listening to the game as I say, uh, for whatever reason, Joe Bowen said that some police, Toronto's finest, as Joe Bowen said, came into the radio booth. At the game. The game was, was it in Toronto? Maybe it was Ottawa. Either way, some police officers went into the booth. And I kind of wonder why. I've never had that happen. Uh, But your take on the Leafs, from what you know, through, what is it, two games they've played?
4: Yeah. Um, I thought you you mentioned the name Easton Cowan. He was the Leafs' first-round pick this past draft um, from the London Knights. And apparently he was really good. I didn't get to watch the game last night. I was watching Monday Night Football. But he was good. Up and down the ice, saw some of the highlights afterwards, and Sheldon Keefe said, you know, I had to talk myself out of it and just keep playing him in the third period. You know, uh, early in the game, you're just trying to give guys the minutes, and I kept wanting to play him, but I had to talk myself out of it. And finally, just open the gates, let him play. That's what you want, young guys that are hungry and want to play. And the other one was Noah Greger. Some of our viewers, former Moose Jaw warrior and Prince Albert Raider, Noah Greger, um has seemed to maybe be a fit on the, on the Leafs' fourth line, playing with uh, Ryan Reeves and David Camp. So a couple players that are kind of trying to find their way and maybe find some ice time, played pretty well last night.
2: We haven't even got to the Flames story. We haven't even got to the Panthers story yet. Doubleheader here against Nashville, and I can tell you what I was looking for uh, at the doubleheader here yesterday. And huge, and I mean huge news out of the canadian football league that's all coming up after this break we're only halfway through the quick six show topics everybody this is the warm-up sit tight we'll be right back on the game plus television network wqee radio podcast and youtube live up. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later Hey, collectors, register for the Premier Sports Card Convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. I'm in the South Florida studio. Moose is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And I will say this, uh, Moose, it was a lot of fun having Virgil on the other day from Homestead Collectibles and Red Deer. He's putting on that convention. I will, this would not be a surprise to anybody. If I was in Calgary, in Alberta, I would be at that sports card convention, no doubt. I think it would be so much fun. Um, I hope that they do have some sports people there, some sports celebrities at an autograph table, that sort of thing. Like, You saw my photos a couple weeks ago from the Matthew Kachuk autograph signing from Hollywood Collectibles here in Hollywood, Florida. I was there for that. Coming up in a couple weeks, they got Raheem Mostert from the Dolphins, the starting tailback. He's going to be at Hollywood Collectibles signing autographs. That kind of stuff is just fun, man. It's fun. Have you been to a convention like that, sports card convention?
4: I haven't. I haven't been able to make one, and I'd like to, because I think they would be so cool. And, you know, it's so, I don't know. I'd like to get back into collecting cards and doing things like that because it, it seems like so much fun. And even just going around there and seeing all the history of the games and stuff and sports, it's, it's pretty neat. And it's growing like crazy.
2: Well, I hope that they have some... Oh, shoot. I just kicked the camera. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. My foot was hooked around the camera. Anyways, uh, I hope that they have some, some sports people there. I know that it would be a lot of fun. Uh, get your tickets at premiersportscardcon.ca. Okay, so we move to the Canadian Football League now, and we got a lot of time for it. We'll open up with Canada's Game of the Week. We do it every Wednesday. And our poll question is brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. So things have changed a little bit, and it might change your vote. It certainly changed the betting line and uh, the odds for the, the Friday night game, Toronto Argonauts at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I'm I'm quite interested to get Darren's take. We're not going to play deal or no deal here. We'll do it on Thursday. But what was called a Grey Cup preview, for sure a Grey Cup rematch, has had a lot of water thrown on it because the Argos have said they're not going to play Chad Kelly. They're at least not going to start Chad Kelly, the league's top quarterback at MVP. Um, And therefore, the Blue Bombers are favored by 7.5 at home over the Toronto Argonauts in that game. So my vote, frankly, is going to be Sask at BC. Uh, The Lions are favored by 10 there, Darren. And then on Saturday, it's another doubleheader, Montreal at Ottawa. The Alouettes are favored by 2. And Calgary at Hamilton, the Tiger Cats, are favored by a point and a half. And, uh, yeah, you can't blame the Argos for doing what's best for their team, but that game sold out at IG Field, and now it's nothing more than practice for Toronto.
4: I know. It is, you know, you said it's a wet blanket. It is. Um, It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be a heavyweight matchup, a great cup preview, two best teams in the CFL, two best quarterbacks in the CFL. You know, everything is building up to this, and now it means nothing. Um, And I don't hate it. I've seen some people on social media saying... The Argos should be starting Chad Kelly. You've got a sold-out crowd. Um, They need to be ready. This is their best tune-up game for for the Grey Cup and for the playoffs. But I don't think Toronto has much to gain from playing Chad Kelly in this game. If you win, sure, you can gain a little bit of a confidence boost knowing that you can still beat Winnipeg and the best teams in the league. But their confidence is already high. So there's not a lot of room to grow there. I think there's more negatives than positives. You play him and you don't win. Now you got doubt, maybe. Maybe you start you know, questioning if you are that good. I think there's just more negatives than positives to be gained. And this is going to be a physical game. Um, we've heard from Winnipeg. You know, they say, Brady, well, um, Olivera, you know, they play bully ball. It's going to be physical. So keep your players out of that. You need Chad Kelly in the playoffs. I don't hate this decision from Toronto at all.
3: Well, again, do what's best for you. Uh, That was probably a saying
2: before COVID, but that's when I really learned, do what's best for you. End of story. And that's not selfish either, by the way. Toronto Argonauts are doing what's best for them, and that's not starting Chad Kelly. Kirk is watching on Game Plus TV, writes in and says, Hey, Rod, it's Kirk from Toronto. Fans in Winnipeg are not happy that the Argos are arresting Chad Kelly. They want their best. Is it still the game of the week now? No, it's not. Bomber boy in Calgary, Wright City says, no, Chad Kelly, no game of the week for Bombers Argos. He says, if you aren't sitting Chad for the rest of the season, this is a bitch move. And I don't know what (laughs) that means (laughs) per se. I will say this, though, I was watching Pat McAfee yesterday on uh, ESPN is that airing in Canada and any one of the million TSN channels, by the way, Pat McAfee? is
4: It, it is? I th- yeah. I, th- I think so, but I haven't been able to check every day.
2: Okay. They swear a lot on there. And uh, they had Aaron Rodgers on, by the way, and he was swearing on there. And I was like, wow. I, I think you can get away with the B word, but there's not much more I would want to say than that. Uh, but it is what it is. It's 2023. Rapper J. Cole is breaking NFL news. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Say whatever the hell you want. Um, yeah. Do what's best for you. Look at uh, Mike McDaniel. If we can yeah. sashay this between NFL and CFL. Number one, Dallas has written in on my personal phone and says, Does Moose know who the Dolphins have played? And, of course, you do. He says the Dolphins have had a soft soft schedule. It was at the Chargers, at the Patriots, home here to Denver. All those teams are bad. Um, I'm sure you're aware of that when you were putting your power rankings together, Darren. You are football first. Uh, That's not the Dolphins' fault. You can only play who's on the schedule, and you can only beat who's on the schedule. And the reason I went back to the Dolphins is Mike McDaniel the other night doesn't kick the field goal he just stops at 70 points scored could have kicked a field goal to make it 73 and set an nfl record for points but he said i'm about karma i won't do it and the reason i bring this all up darren is uh article i read today sean payton denver broncos is paying for his off-season words trashing the last coach in there in denver last year nathaniel hackett Peyton said that he was the worst coaching job in the history of football in Denver. Now he's 0-3, and and they're saying he's paying for it with karma. Do you believe that?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think there's part of that. Um, I don't know that that's the full reason. Um, Coaches got to coach. Players got to play. At the end of the day, when you're not winning games, you, you just don't have the players, right? You just don't have the players, especially the way that they're losing um so there's that but the karma is a big part of it right and how you conduct yourself um what you put out in the world comes back and look the chargers aren't a bad football team they're a good football team that's kind of struggled a little bit to start but they're talking about them taking the next step and getting into that super bowl conversation um the patriots always play teams tight no matter what they've played philadelphia tight they played uh, the dolphins tight they're always going to be – they're well-coached. They're always going to be in games. So I wouldn't look at the schedule and say soft schedule. But, again, it is what it is. And the other thing on Chad Kelly, when they're going to the playoffs, they've already secured first place. They need to have a week off before they get to the, the Eastern final. So try this a few times. Give Chad Kelly a week off and see how he plays next week, having the week off. You know, And that's how you can simulate – Um, a CFL's East Division final. And you have a couple of opportunities to do that here down the stretch. So um, if he plays next week, no, they're not hiding him from Winnipeg, but it's a great way to simulate what's going to happen come playoff time.
2: Uh, Yeah. Well, by the way, interestingly enough, I wonder how many of our voters are aware that Chad Kelly, Jim Kelly's nephew, if you haven't heard, is not playing for the Argos because... Running away with it as Canada's game of the week is Toronto at Winnipeg Friday night, 56% of the vote. Next is Sask at BC with 29%. Just dabbling into the comments section at my own peril. Robert and Prince Albert says, Pat McAfee goes head-to-head with you on TSN 1, LOL. TSN is scared of you, Roddy. They always have been. Uh John in Edmonton says get over it that Chad Kelly is sitting out. Who really cares? Like really is that all you're going to complain about CFL fans? John, you complain more than anybody about everything. A B if you're going to pay a lot of money for tickets, you want to see the best players. I don't blame the fans for being upset at all. Um <laughs> from B Henderson in Winnipeg says the Bombers should use the Bison's kicker and make some history. Talking about the female Maya Turner. Why the hell not? First female to score points in a pro football game. Why not? Um, Monty in Saskatoon says it's a business in sports. If there ever was a businessman, it's Monty Darren, as you know. Oh yeah. Jordan S or Jordan S writes in and says, "How about that? How about that?" And uh, I got a. W- I got to walk it back here because uh, it's getting out of control. I should have never handed it over to the Rod Squad. My bad. It's on me. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, this rests on the CFL schedule makers. You have this game as your season opener, and it has a massive pop to it. Yeah, maybe. I don't think the CFL schedule makers think they've done anything anything wrong at all. I really don't think they do. Um and you know, hey, isn't this interesting by the way? In the summer, TV ratings were up, ticket sales were up, and now I see stories in the media that they're on the decline in the Canadian Football League, which tells me that they should be playing all summer, not in the fall. But again, what the hell do I know? And uh, here's here's a you know, and you just never know. I mean, we would have had the Bo Levi's return to Calgary uh, if Hamilton had been on the schedule earlier this season, but he's been hurt for most of it. Now Calgary goes into Hamilton, and it's pop. (laughs) How do you know? How do you know, right? What's the right thing to do? Uh, On the Blue Jays, I just want to throw this in here. Wilf in Steinbeck, Manitoba, home of the Pistons, writes in and says, the Blue Jays... Can't have a marquee hitter swing at pitches when the bases are loaded. Protect the plate. Okay, Wilf, we'll pass that along to John Schneider. Um, hey, For, we do have people from the Blue Jays watching because we got a note from them. They were upset I was referring to Alex Alec Manoa as Alex. By the way, where is Alec Manoa? Anybody seen oh, him? Oh, no. Um, Carrie Underwood fallout? What did I? <laughs> I was kind of impressed with myself, my comment yesterday, Moose, where I said, if you're going to crap all over this, can you just wait one day? Yeah. This is a big day for the CFL. You know, people are going to complain no matter what. I was at a meeting of my club this morning, and this guy beside me, Gary, he reminds me, he talks like Joe Rockhead. He's the guy that leans over and goes, You still doing that sports announcing? And I'm like, Yeah, on occasion. And uh, today he goes, what's new in the CFL? Because he knows I'm the ambassador of the Canadian Football League in the U.S. of A. And I said, hey, Carrie Underwood announced as a performing at Grey Cup. He goes, better than Usher. Which I guess was I'm announced at the same time for the, for the, by the NFL for the Super Bowl. So it's getting thumbs up here. But no, we got a crap on it in Canada just because that's what we do. What's been the fallout in the last little while that you've seen for Carrie Underwood?
4: Last 24 yeah. hours. I've seen a lot of excitement though, too. And I think that's a good thing. So, you know, we, you'll hear wherever, whatever you pay attention to. Right. And I, I think we need to look at the positive side of this. I think it's an extremely exciting and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, well, I, I can imagine it's sold out. It's going to be a big deal for the CFL and any time that the league can be in that same breath with stars and with star power, um, It's good. It's good for the league. I I can't wait. Yeah, well, they're trying to dress it up. I mean, you and I
2: went to Super Bowl and the list of events and performers there in that Los Angeles Super Bowl was dizzying. And I'm like, I don't know what we need this for, Thought we were here for a football game. But uh, people like me don't matter. They're trying to attract uh, the outside sports fans. Anyways, we have to break. We'll kick around more of this next hour. Because we're very excited to have Jake Ceresna joining us next of the Edmonton Elks in our weekly CFL PA Spotlight. See you, Moose, brought to you by Sober Carpenter Non-Alcoholic Craft Beers. We'll be back in a moment with Jake, an American defensive lineman for the Edmonton Elks of the CFL. We all know uh, his story. I'm just looking up the Wikipedia to make sure. We'll be back in a moment on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years, not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom, and please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code SHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. we back, and uh, bad news. You want the good news, you want the bad news. How about just the news? We do not have Jake Ceresna with us at this time. Uh, So hopefully we do between now and the top of the hour. Maybe we'll get him next hour. But Jake Ceresna, the Edmonton Elks, they are on a bye week, and that's usually when we're able to scoop up these CFL players uh, courtesy the Players Association and the Weekly Players Association Spotlight for... Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. And its uh, I'm disappointed you can tell I'm a little forlorn because I was looking forward to chatting with this guy. He's from New Fairfield, Connecticut. Played in the National Football League with the New York Jets and the New York Giants. And in the CFL with the Ottawa Red Blacks, Edmonton Eskimos and the Edmonton Elks. He's an NFL talent. Uh, He's coming off a season where he was all Canadian and a divisional all-star. Jake Ceresna's a stud. And I was all 6'5", 295 with the Afro 6'6". And I was at the game this summer when he did the somersault and took out the referee. And I, quite frankly, really specifically wanted to ask him about that. So if the CFLPA is watching or anybody that knows Jake Ceresna, can you send him a note and tell him we're waiting for him on the RP show? And while we do that, I'm going to read a sports update here for Common Crown Brewery. The Toronto Blue Jays will send Jose Barrios to the mound against the Yankees and the race Garrett Cole tonight at Rogers Centre. A 2 nothing loss to New York Tuesday night prevented Toronto from inching closer to clinching a playoff spot. They are holding on to the second American League wildcard berth. One and a half games up on Houston and two games ahead of seattle meanwhile canada will get a chance to defend its olympic gold medal in women's soccer next year in paris the canadian team qualified for the 2024 games with a 2-1 victory over jamaica tuesday night in toronto chloe lacasse and jordan haitama scored for the home side canada won the first leg of the two-game qualifying series 2-0 on friday in Jamaica. The NHL preseason continues tonight with all seven Canadian teams in action. The Toronto Maple Leafs take on the Buffalo Sabres in a neutral site game in St. Thomas, Ontario. That, I believe, is the Kraft Hockeyville game, right? In other matchups, the Ottawa Senators visit the Montreal Canadiens, the Winnipeg Jets host the Calgary Flames, and the Oilers are home to the Vancouver Canucks. Our sports updates are brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment. Featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale. Four of them sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Um, just checking what else we have on the docket in sports today, and I could honestly sit here and go back and forth with you on a lot of things. Um I'm excited about the day today. We' we'll sit and talk about that later on this afternoon. We're going to be taping the Cats and Bolts podcast in downtown Boca Raton, Florida, with a live studio guest, Bill Lindsay, one of the greatest Florida Panthers ever. He's their current radio analyst and scored believed to be the biggest goal in Panthers history. Billy Lindsay is going to be with us this afternoon. So I'm excited about that. But we started that podcast so that we didn't inundate you with Florida Panthers and Tampa, Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning news. Uh, Lightning losing last night, by the way, 5-2 at Carolina. This is interesting. It is the CFL time of the year. And believe me, I get that. So let's read some comments. Um, Great work, Darren, putting up the meme of the day yesterday was my quote on Carrie Underwood being named to the Great Cup Festival list of acts this year at Hamilton. And I said when I saw the news release, I had to check the date. Thought it might have been April Fool's. It's a huge deal.
3: But... Uh, just hang on. So... I'm going to read a
2: couple comments, and we're going to take a break and come back with Jake Ceresna. Um, from Yuki Dancer says, absolutely agree, big deal, but no bigger than Keith Urban a few years ago. I know you're always going to have to complain who's better than the other, but try not to do that. It's big news. Rusty in Saskatoon says, unless the halftime show is Chris Stapleton or Eric Church, what a letdown that announcement will be compared to Carrie Underwood. Just be happy that they got Carrie Underwood. We'll see what happens for Grey Cup Sunday. Jersey Jim, watching in New Jersey, says, she's a huge get. You have no idea. Country royalty. Yeah, we're aware in Canada about country music. We got country music in Canada. We know it's a big deal. Uh, So, hey, a note to our producers in Toronto at Game Plus television and in atlanta on wqee radio we're going to take an early break and come back with jake Serezna of the edmonton elks and the weekly cflpa spotlight so don't move everybody we'll be right back on tv and radio plus apple podcasts spotify and youtube live Okay guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show, All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. RP Show continues, and hey, collectors all over Alberta, be sure to register for the Premier Sports Card Convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. It's in the Red Deer Parkland Pavilion, September 29th to October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. And I'm sure there will be some Edmonton Elks or maybe Edmonton Eskimos gear there, CFL, NHL, NFL, for sure. I'm smiling because it is my favorite time of the week. Uh, If we can bring on Jake Ceresna of the Edmonton Elks as we do our weekly CFLPA player spotlight. We're always excited to chat with the players. Jake joins us today on a bye week. Jake, thanks for the time and squeezing us in. What's a bye week mean for a fellow like you? What are you getting up to?
3: Uh, First off, thanks for having me on the show. Um, For me, it's just about relaxing, letting my body kind of get healthy and and all those bumps and bruises heal up and, and just, you know, take some time away from football to just let my mind get refreshed. And, and that way, when I, we come back off the bye week, I'll be ready to go.
2: Well, you're getting to a point where in the season, where some of these bumps and bruises aren't going to go away. Right? I mean, it's, <laughs> you guys played enough games at this point. I mean, how much of a, how, how much of a benefit is to you? Like when you get back to work next week, are you going to feel hundred percent do you think, or how are you going to feel?
3: Not 100%, but, you know, I'll feel much better than I did, um, you know, last week. I think we played about seven, seven or eight games in a row here. So to just have a week off from football where you're not, you know, pounded every day, especially as a lineman, defensive lineman, where you got to hit every day in practice and in the game, just feels good to have those few days off.
2: Okay, well, this, this is not your typical... X's and O's type of interview, so I hope you're prepared for that. I don't know what the Players Association told you, but being from (laughs) New Fairfield, Connecticut, I've never been to New Fairfield, Connecticut. What's that town like? What's it famous for?
3: Um, It's famous for its lake, Candlewood Lake. Uh, Just a really small town, about 16,000 people. Lake town and uh, just everyone goes out on the boats, you know, during the summer and just enjoys themselves, have a good time. Really laid back and casual. Are you the
2: first NFL player to come from New Fairfield, Connecticut?
3: I believe so. I think there might have been another guy that might have got a, you know, a workout or a tryout back in the eighties or nineties, but I think I'm the first guy. Yeah. Cool. Well, certainly something <laughs> to hang your hat on there. Now yeah. I was
2: at the game this summer at Commonwealth and I'm sorry to bring this up, but I have to, that you did the somersault and took out the referee. (laughs) Uh, Number one, have you had gymnastics training in your past that you do that you still do it? Uh, Two, Mm -hmm. you got the flag for it. I didn't know what the penalty was going to be for that. And three, did Jones say anything about it afterwards?
3: (laughs) Um, Definitely no gymnastics training, as you can kind of (laughs) see. And um, it's actually a funny story. I, I know that referee... You know he he refed in the CFL back in you know 2017 2018 when I was when I was playing and then we both went um, and took a shot at the NFL together in 19 and then we both came back to the CFL so um, I have some history with him and, and I've seen him along the way and um, I apologized to him a few games ago I'm like man I'm so sorry for for you know hitting into you I, I didn't mean it at all and. He's like, it's okay. You know, the command center said I had to throw the flag because that's a new rule this year. They don't want any uh, inadvertent touching of the referees, which I understand. Um, Luckily, on that play, they still had to punt it it because I think it was like third and 14 or something. It was just a five-yard penalty. So I didn't get in too much trouble from Jones. Thank God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants that. I was like, I thought it was hilarious. But I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And I don't know if you watched. Did you guys No, you played Friday night last week because you beat Sask? Uh, Did you watch Colorado, Oregon? Because Prime had his hands around the ref when he was talking to him. Like, you can't touch the ref. But I guess if you're Prime, (laughs) you can do that. Um, Jake. A lot of smiles in Edmonton now with the way the season's turned around. What's the vibe with the Elks?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, since Trey Ford's taken over the starting role, um, I think it's given us some life, you know, starting off 0-9. Um, things, things weren't looking good, and there was definitely um, some gloom over the organization. But, to you know, uh, Trey took over. We got our first win at home in, you know, two or three years. Got that monkey off our back, and, and we got a couple games in a row. I think we're 4-2 in our last six games. So we've really kind of turned the ship around a little bit. And I think there's just a lot of hope and positivity now around the locker room, just guys believing, knowing that, you know, anytime we take the field, we have a chance to win the game.
2: Well, I mean, I I talked about your all-star status from last year. I mean, you're a winner. You're a star, and you've been around the game long enough to to recognize you look around that locker room and on the field, there's talent there. Like I watched are you guys enough live. I said, this is a good team. What is not happening? Um, what changed other than not giving up? You said the quarterback, that would be one. Was there anything else?
3: I think just uh, playing more together too. You know, I think defensively, we kind of picked it up and uh, just making sure we do our assignments and, and making sure we play together as a unit. We, we're not individuals out there just playing for ourselves. That really helped us out a lot too. Our offensive line has really picked it up and they're playing really physical as of late too. So um, just collectively as a team, I think, I think just having Trey in there and, and seeing him scramble around and, and do everything he can to, to make a play for the team just, you know, it, I think it lit a, lit a fire underneath everybody and just made everybody start playing harder. So I think it's been great for us.
2: Well, it, it shows. You guys' enthusiasm shows. And I had a big ovation for the fans that were there when you broke the long home losing streak. And those that's real fans. Man, they should feel proud that they were there the night that it happened. Um, it's just cool to watch what's going on in Edmonton. Back to you personally for a second. What made you want to be a player rep in the uh, CFL Players Association? <sighs>
3: Um, I just wanted to, you know, represent the guys and, and kind of be a voice for them and and uh, help them out anywhere I can. You know, sometimes you see um, some tough situations where guys don't have guidance. And I just wanted to kind of um, be able to, you know, learn more about, you know, the, the business side of things and then also just be able to help more of my teammates out and kind of steer them in the right direction. And I thought the best way of doing that was just becoming a PA rep, you know, Uh, learning more, being more informed about how the whole system works, and then just being able to go back to the locker room and uh, share that information with everybody else. Good for you.
2: And we only have a minute, but please tell me quickly what you love about Edmonton. You've been there long enough. What do you like about the city of champions?
3: Yeah, I always say the people. I think the people there are just so friendly and nice. Um, They're just... When I first uh, got there, they just, they just gave me such a warm embrace. And, and just playing for Edmonton, even even with that losing streak we had, um, the people are just so supportive there. They're always nice. And, you know, we're starting to win some games, and you could just kind of feel um, all the buzz starting to happen around uh, the Elks again. So, uh, yeah, just the people of Edmonton, it, they're, just, they're just great people. And <laughs> that's why I love playing for Edmonton, man. I just, I just love playing for them. It shows.
2: Big fan here of what you're doing, Jake, personally and as a team. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of the bye.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for
2: having me. Hour two of the RP show coming up after this brief pause.